0: They put a tax on goatees. Reasonable. They thought they were tacky. <laughs> so they were like, okay, if you want to have a goatee, you got to pay $10 a year. <laughs> you need to grow a beard like a man or shave it like a man.
1: <laughs> they call that the go fee. Oh. Uh... Hello and welcome to the Cut the Cord podcast, episode 27. I'm Ryan and I'm joined by some other streaming media nerds and a guest, Amanda. Hello. Hannah howdy and you all might remember chris from our broke gaming podcast he's helping us out until alistair is no longer on a boat yay substitute hi (laughs) (laughs) everyone be nice to the substitute
2: let's prank him okay everybody real quick let's
0: switch our names
1: (laughs) (laughs) everyone turn your desk facing the other way that was a good one. try
0: to convince them that we have unlimited bath passes yep
1: and about seven minutes from now everyone drop your book at the same time it'll be great (laughs) but it's okay because
3: i brought a bag of candy so that makes me the cool substitute Uh... are you gonna sit on
1: the edge of your desk and rap with us oh yeah
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Rap about the issues of
0: today.
1: You should do the power move where you take the chair and turn it backwards. Oh, yeah.
0: Turn it around and sit on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Time for some real talk.
2: Oh, that's the only way to rap with teens. Mm
1: hmm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Unless you're Robin Williams, then you can make the super power play and like stand on two desks. <laughs>
2: cool.
1: So together, we take on television for those who have cast off the tyranny of their local cable provider. Each week, we gather here to find a great show or movie to watch from the often overwhelming variety to choose from. We review the prior week's selection, then we pick a new show, and we do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's selection, we're going to try and avoid spoilers as much as possible because a lot of the enjoyment comes from the plot twists for it. And this week's movie is Netflix's What Happened to Monday. And our companion song is is Friday I'm in Love by The Cure. So let's take a listen. This was originally called Seven Sisters when it was released in France at a film festival. I guarantee you, even though this is a a movie made in France that was in a film festival, this is not a boring movie. This is essentially an action thriller movie that is in English. So don't be frightened by that. Oh yeah, there's plenty of sex and violence.
0: Yeah, there aren't any like close-ups in black and white while someone is speaking French and smoking a
1: cigarette. (laughs) There's no rose where a petal falls slowly to the ground. None of that.
2: (laughs) There is one scene where someone wistfully looks out a window, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a lot of that, actually.
2: So this was written by Max Botkin
1: and Carrie Williamson. This actually uh, was named one of the best unproduced scripts in Hollywood back in 2010. And now we've finally seen it on the screen. This was directed by Tommy Workala, who has done... Really the only movie of his I know is the Hansel and Gretel movie, the action movie. Oh. Which I would have never expected as the same person doing (laughs) this. And the cinemat... I can never say this damn word. Cinematography is done by Jose David Montero, who I want to point out because this movie involves an actor two actors actually playing seven characters each on screen at the same time so i think they deserve some recognition for that oh yeah it's pretty neat actually how they do it i want to get into that in a a little bit this is starring nomi rapace as the setman sisters or karen setman as they know when they go out you probably know her from the girl with the dragon tattoo and i really think she does a pretty good job in here like all of the sisters are kind of broad characterizations for her to hit yeah Uh each one is unique
2: Uh Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. I'm comparing... We all know what we're comparing it to and it does not hold a candle to the thing we're all thinking of. Yes. Orphan Black. She has nothing compared to Tatiana Mislani's portrayal of a bunch of different people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who all are identical.
3: That's true. But that is a TV series where they have time to do that over like multiple true. seasons instead of one movie.
2: Yeah, that's true. true. But this is totally a tangent. But she's so good that she can portray convincingly one character pretending to be a another character and you know who it is just by even when yes. she's in the costume of a different character you can tell which one it is
1: she is a fabulous act i want to yeah. take anything away from her she's pretty amazing
0: i like Naomi rapace i think i would have been really wowed by this if i hadn't have seen and loved orphan black
2: yeah maybe yeah
1: there's also willem Dafoe is in this as terence setman their grandfather probably seen him in a million things he's a two-time academy award winner for platoon and shadow of the vampire
2: don't forget spider-man yeah he's in spider-man yes.
1: <laughs> i don't I think he got an award for that one.
2: Willem Dafoe might have the most distinctive face of any human person. <laughs> Yes. He
1: looks vaguely alien. (laughs) He's very distinct looking.
2: And in here, he plays the
1: grandfather who kind of constructs and executes this entire scheme to protect them in his kind of mad scheme to deceive people.
0: Deeply, deeply creepy.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. You also have Glenn Close as Nicolette Kamen, who is a politician who's probably the closest to a straight-up villain in this movie. She is a six-time Academy Award nominee. She has won multiple Tonys and multiple Emmy Awards. And She's probably one of the best actresses of her generation. She's extremely talented. She's good. I actually did not like her that much in this movie. I think hers was one of the weaker performances, which I was kind of surprised by. It was a little one note. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they really yeah. gave her much depth or motivation.
0: They didn't give her much depth of character. Yeah. I mean, she did okay with what she had.
3: Her character was pretty clear. There weren't any twists, I would say, with her. No.
0: Like, it would have been awesome to find out that she grew up in one of those 20 kids in counting families and was just <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> See, that would have been interesting, but no, we didn't do that.
1: So you also have Marwan Kenzari as Adrian Knowles, who is an agent who works for the Child Allocation Bureau, who becomes involved in the plot as it goes on, who I actually thought he was a pretty well-developed character. Like, I thought he had some depth to him.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, surprisingly so. I wasn't expecting him to be significant in any way like he was.
1: And I also like that you get to learn about his character as they learn about him, because he starts out as a mystery and he assumes familiarity and as you come to understand him more Mm -hmm. has more depth (laughs) Uh, but he definitely starts out as a very creepy guy just some
0: creepy guy
1: (laughs) because this is the story of both them as children and adults you also have clara reed who plays the younger versions of each of those characters and i thought she did a pretty good job as a child actor like i felt her fear i felt she was very effective as a little young actress yeah we're gonna try and avoid spoilers as much as we can so i'm gonna set up kind of the first maybe third or so of the movie yep and then when we move into more spoilery stuff we'll try and give you some warning because this is a thriller and a mystery so if we tell you that they can see ghosts throughout the whole thing (laughs) she was a ghost the whole time oh So this movie is set about 50 years in the future where overpopulation has led to a wide variety of problems, environmental, economic, political, there's mass starvation, all this chaos. Scientists try and develop food to feed the world's growing population and they develop these like,
2: OMG, (laughs) GMO. Yeah. Oh my god. The (laughs) just casual GMO fear-mongering thrown in there at the beginning just annoyed me right out the gate.
1: Yeah, a little bit. There is a real exposition-heavy part here where they kind of explain how the world got Mm -hmm. to be the way that it is. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe they could have done a better job of that with more maybe like a lesson, (sighs) like a history lesson or something like that for kids. They do kind of front-load
3: it at least, so it's not like in the middle of the movie and breaks everything up.
1: These super crops they develop, they end up causing people to have multiple children at at one time. So you get a lot of like twins, triplet, and more. It becomes very common. And this of course makes the overpopulation problem even worse. So they then pass a law that each family is only allowed to have one child. And they have this bureau, this kind of overarching bureau that goes and collects people who have more than one child. They come and they take the child away to be stored in like a suspended animation until the world population recovers enough that they can start reintroducing them into the population. So Terrence Setman the character, his daughter, ends up having seven kids and he doesn't want them to be taken away so he concocts this scheme each one is named after a day of the week. So you have like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday so on. And they're allowed out in the world one day a week and they assume one identity that they share. This kind of sets up their lives. That they are very close-knit and they have this secret that they're trying to keep and everything that happens during the day they're supposed to tell each other so that they have knowledge when they go out on their day about what's happened and they They can present one like unified identity. So one of the days when there's supposed to be this big promotion, one of the sisters does not return home. And that starts off this whole mystery that leads into this web of suspense and murder and intrigue and betrayal that kicks off into more of the action mystery side of the movie. That's essentially the setup for the plot.
0: Yep, that's the plot. (laughs) That is, in
2: fact,
1: the plot. (laughs) I was expecting a sci-fi mystery. This, to me, really seems like it has a really strong Holocaust feel to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nah. there are people who are being hunted the people siblings as they call them you know the you know multiple children in the same family they compare them to rats they have to hide in walls with like sliding bookcases and attics and mm-hmm. yeah All of these things, while the authorities come looking for them, everyone has these tracking devices on them. You find out throughout the movie that they're trying to come up with this idea that people who can actually take care of multiple children might be allowed to have multiple children. So there's this idea of people who are superior.
0: So there's some eugenics.
1: So that one actually surprised me. And then there's also, later on, you see people literally being burned in ovens. And I think that that theme was really hammered home in this movie. (sighs) oh yeah definitely another thing that i thought was pretty impressive in this movie like we've mentioned a couple times is that they have one actress playing the seven characters and i think they do a pretty good job of it i mean comparisons Mm -hmm. like we said to orphan black are inevitable but it seems like one key i think to making those scenes work is first of all each character is kind of stereotypically different looking like some of them have different colored hair different clothing styles and stuff but when they're in scenes together you have people who are just doing their normal thing in the background like it's not like bad 3d movies where somebody like pokes something at the audience Wee-wee-wee. yeah to point out that they're <laughs> mm-hmm. doing it i almost feel like the scenes are written intended for like seven different actresses not to point out that there are seven characters being played by one person on
2: it mm-hmm. imagine if they didn't have different hair colors though
1: oh it gets so confusing yeah it
3: would be hard to tell them apart each one has a different haircut of some kind and they all have a wig that they right. wear when they go out so it stays uniform i think that's kind of i want to say a bit of a shortcut that they took to differentiate them all, but I mean, it's a good method, mm-hmm.
1: and they all have very unique ways of dressing mm-hmm. when they're alone in their home, so you can easily tell like who the rebel is and who the nerd is, and you know, these broad strokes.
0: <laughs> the computer hacker, <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's the sexy one,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> she's the slutty one.
1: Reminds me a little bit of like Sex in the City in a weird kind of way, in that they're all <laughs> <laughs> these really broad archetypes
0: going to be a A BuzzFeed
1: quiz. Are you a Monday or a Thursday? So, Chris, you had mentioned the fact that they have this uniformity of appearance and this, like, assumed personality that they kind of have. There's one scene that I thought was really gut-wrenching when they have the flashbacks for the kids. Like I said, they're not allowed to go outside. Thursday, who's, like, the rebel child, decides to sneak out and go skateboarding and ends up in this accident where she... (gasps) The scene. Oof. Like half rips.
0: How it. did that even happen? Have you ever
1: seen people that I believe that is a pretty realistic
3: thing that could happen. She loses the tip of her index finger like the first knuckle.
1: It's
2: like hanging half off. Ugh.
3: Yeah, it's like hanging on by a thread.
1: Oh.
2: Why does everything we watch have to have body horror in
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> if they're not ripping out fingernails or cutting right. them off, right? <laughs> oh. So the really horrible thing about this is now one of them is missing their fingertip. So
0: and they need to match.
1: They need to match and they can't go to a hospital. So you get this really horrible scene where he gives them kind of this like local anesthetic that he has. It's really drawn out how they do it. You know, where the kid has their hand on like a butcher block, basically, and he's telling them to be brave. And he's got this butcher knife that he's like running through the flames on like a stove.
0: You anesthetize them. Yeah. Oh.
1: yeah. And then, all oh, the sound effect where they cut it off and she screams. Oh, oh yeah, it's rough.
0: Well, one thing I notice that is important later on, I think there's kind of a comparison. They ask him, will it hurt? And he says, yeah, it will. He doesn't lie. And then later on, yes. a child asks someone, will it hurt? And they're like, no. And then they inject them with something and the kid's like, ah. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, but it's the injection that hurts,
2: not what happens after.
0: It's the injection. They yeah, don't not what happens after, which is, I don't know, maybe. I don't
3: know.
1: Well, well, we'll get into that later.
0: That's in the spoiler zone. Yeah,
1: we'll get to the spoiler zone. But I thought that scene was notable because it was pretty graphic without actually showing the finger get cut off. They dragged it out long enough for it to be really effective. The kid actress actually seemed pretty afraid while it was happening, which, you know, either is an actual scary scene to be yeah. in or... <laughs> She's a pretty good actress.
0: Willem Dafoe's just intimidating.
3: Yeah, like right up in her face.
0: <laughs>
2: reaction all children have near Willem
1: Dafoe. I was
3: like, it's gonna hurt, honey.
2: And it
1: also helps establish, like you said, that he's honest with the kids, which comes back later. Right. He asks them to be strong for each other. Mm-hmm. And you find out later that this causes, like, a lot of tension among some of the people because they have to suffer for the actions of one of them. Right. Right. When they kind of break mm-hmm. the rules, they all suffer for it. And then you also get a scene later on where you see the father, you know, who's this kind of strong person who will do whatever he has to do, is he's sitting in his room just like sobbing and one of the kids mm-hmm. monday finds him there and sees him crying about what he's had to do right so i thought that was a central scene to the
0: movie that was good i think a lot of movies would have mm. not added that particular scene
2: i mean you wonder if he regrets the decision to put his children not his children his grandchildren through this For their entire lives. He made this decision for them, essentially, to force them to live this tiny, cloistered life most of the time and to never have any real relationships and never have, like, a real life.
3: Yeah, and that's definitely something that they, like, talk about and argue about whenever whichever it is comes home after her first... It's
2: a decision they would all have to make together if they were gonna change the way they live. You know, like, go into cryobank. You can't just do one at a time.
3: Yeah. Like, if one person does it or changes something, then it ruins It for everybody. It affects all seven.
1: One thing that I was thinking about too, comparing that back to the Holocaust thing that they're separating here Judaism has a really strong sense of collective community guilt and sin that the community itself their actions affect everyone that as a group of people people are punished not just as individuals so i thought that was mm-hmm. also kind of reinforcing that as well and mm-hmm. i think that scene is important because that's where you see where he realizes the actual consequences of what he's doing that yeah. this is not going right. to be an exciting thrilling adventure mm-hmm. for
2: them i mean one could argue that they would have been better off if they had been put into cryosleep well they argue amongst themselves too right yeah but as a viewer i think it's, it's a strong argument If they really can be put to sleep for however many generations it'll take to get the world back under control, if that's all realistic, then I think it's probably a better option than what they're being forced to do.
0: I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I kind of like the idea of only having to work, really work, show up to work one day a week.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you have to eat rats. One thing that kind of surprised me is that
3: none of them has like a side business or anything that they do the other six days of the week. Like nobody's (laughs) running an Etsy shop on the side or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) They've got all this extra labor sitting around, but they're only doing one job between the seven of them.
2: They have one income. That is kind of silly. They're just so worried about being discovered, I guess, that if it requires them to leave the house. I guess. Yeah.
3: Like Saturday delivers the packages or whatever, you know, something.
1: Because they only have to
2: work one day a week, right? They're kind of like super focused
1: on this and effective and have like an entire week where they can prepare for just being on stage, so to speak, for one day. Mm-hmm. And they're going for this promotion. And there's this guy who you're supposed to think of as this like kind of like douchebaggy villain. But he's able to match her for that promotion almost neck for neck. So how amazing is he?
2: Yeah, Right, despite the fact that she's been sort of engineered almost to be good at this job.
1: Yeah,
3: there's seven
0: people doing this
3: job. Yes.
1: Well, they had to pick a job that was going to be appropriate Mm -hmm. for all seven of them.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, maybe as one person has better social skills. There's a couple of them who are probably really awkward at work. Yeah. They're like, "Wow, this lady has a lot of really off days."
3: Yeah, so just like schedule all your meetings for Wednesday because Wednesday's the good talker and then Friday is when we buckle down and actually do everything and then Tuesday just, you know, parts around on Reddit all day, whatever.
2: <laughs> One of my favorite examples of the writing being a little mm, ivy at points was when she gets in the elevator with the mean coworker man and he says, These are his words. He says, So today's the big day, eh? We'll see who gets the promotion.
0: Like, Really? (laughs) Really? That's the line? That is not how that works at all. If that's how that works (laughs) in your company, then you can sue them because that's against a couple of American laws, I'm pretty sure. This is
1: taking place in the EU, the movie, but I'm sure their laws (laughs) are, you know, similar.
2: Right, and it's always two people who know that they're up for the promotion and we're competing against this one other person and they know what day (laughs) it's going to be decided.
1: You had mentioned Friday as kind of the computer hacker nerd character and there's a part where this movie Movie turns into, you know, almost like a Lafemme Nikita meets MacGyver, maybe Jason Bourne type action sequence. And it also reminds me a lot of in yeah. The Matrix when Neo hasn't quite been awoken yet and Morpheus is guiding him through and he's on a cell phone with him and he's like, you know, duck down, turn left, go now, those kind of instructions. And that's pretty much what she's doing oh, yeah. throughout this. She's using her elite yeah. hacksaw skills to pull up like a map and directing them where the. And
0: all the video feeds. Yes.
1: Which I don't. <laughs> don't know how they set all that up and you know get in there but she's got it and she's directing them around
0: i'm gonna call it clackity clackety, clackety hackity <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i like that term
0: you just type as fast as you
2: can and that's how you hack
0: yeah <laughs> i'm so <lead>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the zone
0: <laughs> she even announces at one point we're in
2: <laughs> <laughs> i like to say enhance and then <laughs> clap, clap, clap. <laughs> There's two action
1: scenes in there that I think were pretty good. there's Holm gets assaulted, essentially, by Mm -hmm. their version of, like, the Gestapo, the Child Allocation Bureau, comes in, and they start fighting them. And that scene was really brutal and bloody. It reminded me a lot of the Bourne movies where people actually seem like they're trying to kill each other and they have to fight with, like, you know, Mm -hmm. kitchen implements
2: and things like that. It was pretty convincing.
1: Yeah, and
3: none of these people are like kung fu martial artists either one of them is but yeah (laughs) all these ladies are bankers they're not trained to fight well yeah i mean she just like
0: well i think one of them does like the kickboxing the angry one
3: she just trains on a punching bag that's it
0: there's a lot of
2: exercise equipment strewn around their house so i think we're meant to think that they spend a lot of time training physically to be sort of crappy
1: the thing is if one of them decides to go for a run hop on the treadmill or whatever they all have
2: to oh yeah right they can't gain or lose weight That's true (laughs) thanks hannah for
3: ruining it for everybody running you can't have one that's really cut (laughs) and another one that's all flabby
0: I don't even know how I would train like one day a week. That wouldn't work out. Uh, On the treadmill.
3: Well, no, you train the other six days.
1: There's another action sequence where this is what reminds me a lot of like the MacGyver thing. All the guns in this world, they work on like a fingerprint lock and she's being hunted down and she has to kind of. Oh, yeah improvise all of these things that are at her disposal and it, I thought it was pretty tense and interesting. I didn't really enjoy all the running around like on the rooftops kind of stuff but I thought that part where they yeah. were trying to improvise weapons was interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh right, more body horror. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that was
3: good. A lot
2: of body horror. <laughs> I like how sloppy the combat feels. Yeah. It's not this elegant dance. It's oh yeah. They're doing anything and everything they can to survive. Yes,
1: they seem like they are trying to kill each other when they're fighting. Yeah. And when it gets bloody it gets really mm-hmm. bloody
2: yeah like unexpectedly so yeah
1: the whole idea for this is kind of this horrible bargain that people have had to make because they're in this extinction level event that they're facing so they start doing things that people not under duress probably would not do i think there's a pretty clear parallel here also to like china's one child policy that they have
2: yes they definitely they're trying to reference it the difference is that china doesn't actually round up your existing children and take them away way they just forcibly sterilize you or make you get an abortion or fine you and this
1: idea of reproduction as a basic human right i think is also in this movie as well and also this idea too that only people who can quote-unquote take care of their children should have them
0: right oh yeah you hear that all the time like people should have a license to have kids well this is what that looks like you guys like we should have population control because there's just too many people being born
3: yeah whenever you say like poor people can't have children then you're basically classifying them as second class citizens or subhumans or undesirables
2: I even hear generally progressive people saying that "Ah, stupid people shouldn't be allowed to have children like
0: idiocracy blah 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 there's a really long and gross Gross history of uh, sterilizing disabled people in the United States and elsewhere.
1: Anytime you have a system where you're determining who's worthy on whatever criteria Mm you pick, it's going to get corrupted by human prejudice. Just inherent systems like that can't really function fairly. So in a way, as bad as one child per person is, that is at least equal. It's equally shitty for everybody involved. But then this new idea that they're starting to try and push that those who can take care of it can have multiple children. They don't really address it that much. They mention it in like one campaign speech and then kind of move on. But I think that that's trying to point out how unequal that is.
2: Yeah, I think if we talk about it in the spoiler zone, it's a fairly important plot point.
1: Do we want to go visit the spoiler
2: zone? Anna? do you want to give us a little intro music for the spoiler zone?
0: Oh, oh my god, you guys. I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go get something. It's fine.
2: No, no,
1: no, no. We we need a Hannah
3: original. <laughs> oh, don't don't get what I think you're getting. No, don't <laughs>
0: don't do it.
1: No. Oh god.
0: It's Vuvuzela time. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Oh <laughs> no. Oh. I warned
2: you.
1: No. Uh. <laughs> Oh, it's the very annoying horn of Gondor. This is what I've been living with since she ordered that last week.
0: They sell them on the Amazon. I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: this is my life, you guys. This is my life.
1: You wanna maybe give us an on the spot Hannah composition original song for the spoilers? Really?
0: On? You want more oh, yeah. No.
1: Song. <laughs> okay,
0: hold on. Spoiler Zoom! Spoiler zone.
1: Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Spoiler Zone. (laughs) Good.
0: Excellent. All right. All right. (laughs) The Spoiler Zone. Oh, that sucks.
1: Here there would be spoilers. We talked a little bit about the mystery of what happened to Monday, who goes missing. So as this develops, you start finding out the hidden corruption in this system that they've built. Where you find out that all these children that supposedly have been taken to be put into suspended animation are actually being... First, they're kind of given a sedative, and then they're burned in this coffin oven thing.
2: They're cremated alive, essentially.
1: Yeah. I also thought this was kind of driving home how efficient mass extermination of people has to be that then it rotates and flips up ready for the next one. Like, so they can just keep going and going and going with it. Mm -hmm.
2: Horrifying. I mean, wouldn't someone have asked where all the cryogenically frozen people are stored?
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, there should be like a warehouse and like multiple warehouses full of children
1: somewhere.
0: Like, are there no journalists in this reality? Because some lucky person would endeavor right. to find the truth.
1: When the system does get threatened, I mean, they send, this child allocation bureau is not just for rounding up children. It's, like I said, very much like a Gestapo, like a force that will hunt you down and destroy you. Yeah. It seems like in order to keep this secret, they built up this like secret police state apparatus around it.
2: Mm-hmm. Did anyone else mm-hmm. pretty much know from the very beginning that there was going to be some kind of be a death box instead of a sleep yeah. box?
3: Yes. It was a high probability yeah it's like that can't be right
2: there's like a little infomercial at the beginning advertising the concept of putting your children into chronic Mm -hmm. sleep and there's this really sinister moment where they show the kids stepping into the thing but they don't actually show the process of it and then the guy kind of smirks at the camera and it's like oh okay it also when they stand against it if you've ever Mm -hmm.
1: seen photos of people being like a lethal injection thing it looks like one of
0: those almost like gurneys you're being strapped into which kind of brings up Mm. my point is it really painless. All of the lethal injection botched executions we've been having, it just really kind of brought that to mind.
2: True. But I mean, they're really far in the future as far as medical technology. So and it seems like Glenn Close's character does genuinely want them to not suffer.
1: Yeah. She does make a point that she says, Mm -hmm. I made sure that they didn't suffer. Yeah.
2: Right. Hold on. 99.999% of the time a woman throws up on screen, she's pregnant. Yes.
1: There's no other reason when women are ever sick in the morning.
2: Monday throws up at the beginning.
3: Oh, see, I didn't catch that because they had just mentioned Sunday throwing up in the pot in the lobby because she got drunk or something so i didn't really think anything of it to be honest
0: yeah i was thinking that she was
1: there's kind of this plot hole that i thought was interesting but maybe it was because he couldn't go to a thing to have her finger repaired but the little girl's finger gets like ripped off and they have to cut off all the other kids fingers too like the tip of it but then later on one of them gets their eye taken out pretty savagely right but at the end of the movie, it's repaired. I'm like, if you can put her eye back, why can't you fix the little kid's finger? Yeah, she's got like a bionic eye. That seemed to me like sloppy at the end. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Well, the end was just really sloppy, to be honest. Yeah. The reveal of like, oh, she was pregnant. all oh, this makes sense. Like, I don't like that trope of women being super evil to protect their children. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes women are just bad because they're bad people. Yeah. <laughs> Can
2: we just have that, please? Also, she was pregnant with twins and yet had a perfectly flat stomach. You know, if
1: the idea that they're trying to go for is that people will do horrible things to protect their children, then why is the premise for the movie that people are allowing their kids to be taken from them?
3: Well, they're not really allowing them. There's like a riot whenever we see them trying to take one. People are throwing things at the cops.
2: The only reason that they're allowing them, if they are allowing, like for the people who let them go peacefully, the only reason they're doing it is because they think they're genuine sending them into the future to a better life.
0: Do you buy that? I wouldn't buy that. I wouldn't.
2: I mean, you'd think with the
3: cryo sleep thing that there would be like a test of like, this guy has been frozen for a year and then we unfroze him. See, he's fine. I'm and...
1: sure that they do have the ability to right. do a cryo sleep, like you said, as a test, right? To show that it works or to have yeah. a display.
0: They probably have some just to like march people in Congress around, you know, but there's like a warehouse. But also like, that's a big con- conspiracy to be covered up.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of people involved in that. because yeah, we just saw like one clinic or whatever that's doing it, but there've got to be like hundreds, right?
0: you talked about the efficiency of it where it kind of just flips after it burns. That's actually kind of an inefficient way.
1: I think they do want to not cause suffering in the people that that is one thing she tried to build into the system. So you don't want it to look scary. Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah, it looks like a pod that will be rolled away instead of flipped over.
1: Like if you remember when we were watching one of the first shows we reviewed was a man in the high castle and there's a scene where they have this room where oh Mm -hmm. it's it's horrible they end up gassing these children it's done you know like a normal it looks like a normal setting for them and i get that kind of impression here that they're trying to create a smooth experience you know they don't want suffering to happen
0: or they don't want mass outrage.
1: I don't know if we need to go into the spoiler of what actually happened to Monday. I think you should watch that. So we are ready to leave the spoiler zone.
0: Do
2: you want to do a closing the spoiler zone theme? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like coming back from a from a dream or a flashback in a TV show? If this was a TV show, I would picture the screen spins.
0: I'm definitely ripping this off of uh, Wayne's World.
2: Get,
3: like, the wavy lines on the side of the screen.
2: All right, we're back (laughs) from the spoiler zone. What did you guys think about the music in this? I had opinions. What are your opinions? I didn't notice the
1: music at all.
2: Oh, my God. I thought it was so over the top. It was, like, Christopher Nolan levels of, like, bwaaaah. It didn't feel like it had earned it at points.
1: I'll be honest, I don't really remember it either. Which is why I ended up choosing a song that isn't from the movie.
2: So now
1: that we're out of the spoiler zone, so if you were in this situation and you had one day of the week that you could go out and do something, what would you actually do with that day? How would you make use of your time? Do people know what day they were born on? I'm wondering because that determines a lot of what you're gonna have to do. I was definitely born on Tuesday. You're a Tuesday. So
2: I'm Friday. Okay. That means I'm the nerdy
1: one, right? <laughs> but what about you, Chris? Oh, I was also Friday.
2: Oh, we got to fight for the Friday
1: roll. <laughs> Friday fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: battle
2: royale. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Hannah, on your Tuesday that you're allowed to go out into society, how are you going to make the use of that time? Like, do you stay up the full 24 hours and take maximum advantage of it? Or how does that work?
0: Absolutely. So I would stay out most of the 24 hours. I would feel like, man, this sounds stupid, but I would go to a Ross or like a mall and just touch everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when you're just shopping and you're holding like everything.
3: Hey, you know, that's like your only like social interaction
1: all week, so why
3: not? I
0: would go where the people are, and you're not really allowed to have relationships outside. So I would go people much. Mm.
1: Do you think you would be comfortable around that many people?
0: Probably not. I I'm not very comfortable around a whole bunch of people like I don't hang out in the food or often, but I would like be in the store like, you know, like I'd be like in between all of the coats and things, but just like having like more textures or, you know, I'd go out to eat at a different restaurant if I could afford it.
1: So you want like a sensory and experience overload? Oh, yeah.
0: I would like to experience the world as much as I could in that 24-hour span.
3: What about I would probably just, like, find a nice coffee shop to hang out in for a little while and, like, go on a walk. Just kind of be away from my, I guess in this case it would be my brothers, be away from my (laughs) six brothers for a while. That probably smells real bad.
2: Your six identical brothers. Oh, my God. That's a lot of boys in one apartment.
1: that would be so much worse.
2: So it sounds like, Chris, you want
1: alone time. You want me time.
0: He always wants alone time.
1: That's true. What about you, Amanda? What are you doing with your Friday? Your one Friday. Your one day.
2: Oh man, I'd just be catching those Pokemon twenty four hours a day, man. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I would not. That would be a good way to like experience your area, like go walk around and see the world. No, I tried mm-hmm. Pokemon Go for like a couple weeks, and I'm over it. <laughs> you Pokemon went. <wince? laughs> Uh, In reality, I'd probably just like go to the most highly rated restaurant in the area, like a different one every week and experience that. Because otherwise you're just eating rat in your apartment.
3: Yeah, I don't think they have a whole lot of variety of restaurants in this world. It didn't seem like it.
0: Well, I would go and eat Japanese rat. I would eat... Right, yeah. Chinese rat. (laughs) You can make it fancy.
3: Some rat satay.
0: Rat tattooey. Uh, that's a vegetarian dish though.
2: <laughs> no, in this world they actually make it out of rat. The vegetables make you have a whole bunch of babies.
0: <laughs> that sounds like the worst vegetable ever.
2: Why is every vegetable
1: now phallic shaped?
0: <laughs> squash and cucumbers and carrots.
1: <laughs> Images that I don't need. My- Oh, where's the mental bleach? Yeah, so I'm also a Friday. I think with me, because you're only going to get to interact with people one day of the week. So I would try and find places where that's normal, like where there's a weekly event, you know, like a trivia night or, you know, this is our soccer league or whatever. So that so that seeing someone only once a week,
0: you would larp of
1: course i would i don't know i don't know there's a lot of people you know i need to be a lot of different people but i think i would want to be myself more than anything you know i larp every friday i would in this situation every day i would play whatever the male version of karen is in
2: this you know kevin Yeah, it's absolutely Kevin.
1: Yeah, so I think I would want to be a passion of mine that I don't share with any of the other siblings where I can just interact with people once a week and that's normal. I think that's what I would do. So of those siblings, they're all pretty unique, broad brushstroke stereotypes. Which one do you think that you most closely resemble?
0: So we have the slutty one. Right. Who's all talk.
2: (laughs) The Samantha. Right, that's Saturday.
0: Which, Mm -hmm. I mean, for first times, that does definitely seem unrealistically like a very great first time.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she had a good sex scene.
0: So there's the nerdy hacker
2: one and the rebellious one. And Sunday was the believer. Which makes sense,
1: right? She's only allowed to go out on Sunday.
2: And Tuesday was just not much of anything, I guess. She was the one with only one eye.
0: She was kind of the druggie.
2: She's the nervous one. She's the
0: pothead.
2: Yeah. We had the pot brownies. Yeah. And then Monday is the perfect one.
3: Yes. She's the good girl.
2: Oh,
1: how horrible would it be to be at work and every Monday, this one coworker shows up and is totally on their game on Monday. Oh.
2: Of all days. Yeah, fuck that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and the one you're competing with for the big promotion, too.
0: Oh my god, she's changing her name from Kitty to Karen. <laughs> oh my god. Short skirt and a long jacket.
2: That's literally my uh, Twitter and Instagram handle is at in the long jacket.
0: <laughs> Plug. That used to be the ringtone that played when I called Chris on his phone, which I think is adorable. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was
3: your ringtone for a while. The short skirt, long jacket.
0: The woman from that song is like
2: who I aspire to be. She's efficient and tight allocation. Has fingernails that shine like justice.
1: Do you hang out at a lot of city banks?
2: But that's Monday. <laughs> Maybe I would want to be Monday, (laughs) basically.
1: What about you, Chris? Definitely be the nerdy one, but
3: I'm not like genius level nerdy. So I don't know if there's a nerdy slacker in there. (laughs) There's no one that just sits around (laughs) and plays video games all week. That would definitely be me.
1: I think for me, the closest fit is actually the day that I'm actually born on, which is a Friday because I'm super nerdy. So I think that is (laughs) the closest fit for me.
0: I guess that would be Tuesday. <laughs> the anxious one? Yeah, the neurotic anxious one. Huh. So you ready
1: to rate it? Yeah. I think I will give this three and a half. Thursday's Child has far to go. Out of five, right? Yeah.
3: I'll give it three morning pot brownies out of five.
2: <laughs> Breakfast of <with> champions.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll give it three and a half stealth Kingsters out of five. Ooh, hmm. yeah.
2: I am going to give it two and a half... Out of five organic rat dinners.
1: So we're rotating who's going to pick the next book. So Hannah.
0: This is a book club, you guys.
1: <laughs> next book. The next show. What have you picked for us, Hannah?
0: Well, I think this is going to have more body horror in it because it's a uh, true crime. Oh, good. And it's offering new insights into one of DC's most horrific killings.
3: Oh, Washington DC, not DC Comics. Gotcha. This isn't
0: the
1: Joker with a crowbar bashing Robin robin's skull nerd alert so we're gonna be doing a true crime one i don't actually listen to any true crime podcasts i know everyone else in the world does but all right let's hear about this one
0: Okay, The Confession Tapes is a crime documentary series that examines cases where people convicted of murder claim that their confessions were manipulated, coerced, or false. Each of the cases covered features different interviews with investigators involved and wrongful conviction experts and family and friends close to both the victims and the supposed perpetrators. Media footage, and there's archived media footage, audio and video recordings of those interviews... And secretly recorded conversations are peppered throughout this documentary. And the legality of when and how the suspects' confessions were obtained and how it impacted the outcome of their cases is discussed. False confessions is a really fascinating quirk of the true crime genre to me especially because it's pretty disturbing to find out how easily you can take a vulnerable person and essentially kind of twist their arm into admitting to horrible horrible things it's a repeated theme in a lot of the innocence project cases it's a serious miscarriage of justice y'all this is going to be another downer episode (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. sounds interesting It's interesting, but it's going to be hard to come up with the jokes.
1: I'm sure we'll find a way. We usually manage to find some levity and seriousness. It can't be all dark. All right, so that was What Happened to Monday. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other podcast, Four Color Nerds Comic Book Reviews, at fourcolornerds.com or on our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. On SoundCloud. On Stitcher.
2: On SoundCloud. And on Podcast Addict.
1: Be sure to rate, review,
0: and subscribe.
1: Be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep streaming, nerds.